Uh, my name is Gio. Uh, I serve here as a, as a minister in the church. And we've been doing a series called Staying in Love. So if you're, if you're dating, we're glad you're here. If you're married, we're glad you're here. Um, if your marriage is going through challenges, we're really glad you're here. Because this is going to be something that's going to help us. Our, uh, uh, the idea of today's lesson is your ability to stay in love has just as much to do with the condition of your heart as with your spouse's behavior. We covered a couple things last week. And today I'm going to illustrate for us why it's so difficult to be in a love relationship. Everyone here has probably been in a relationship before. Some of you are married. but I'm going to explain to you why that at times it's so difficult. This explains why two people can say they love each other more than anybody else on the planet. And at the same time, they can say, I hate you more than anyone on the planet. They can love each other, and they can also hate each other. And it's difficult. And this is the reason why there's domestic violence. Domestic violence is one of the most dangerous things a peace officer can go and engage in. is to break up someone who hates each other very dangerous. Um, and we covered a couple things. We, co- we covered um, really why people start to split up. We talked about the divorce rate. Uh, it's one out of two. I mean, the cards are stacked against you. And if you're dating, we say, I said the statement, if you don't marry someone that, ha- that shares these principles, you're going to end up a statistic. That's what happens. You, people get marriage, first marriage, second marriage, and third marriage. The problem isn't falling in love. They, fall, they can fall over with ten wives. But the problem is, they don't change. They just fall in love. And so we're going to talk about today. So I have a video for us this morning about uh, two people fighting. And I hope you can relate to these two people in this video. Here's some stats first on domestic violence. 1.3 million women are victims of physical assault by their intimate partner. 1.3 million. One in every four women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. Again, it's, it's, this is why it's so difficult, because you're so vulnerable, you're so real, and yet you're so full of hurt and pain. And uh, the stats are, most of the victims of domestic violence, or domestic violence are women. So I'm going to show you a video. It's a cute video. It's not super heavy, but it's funny about how we fight as couples. Oh, I need to are you going to marry him? Tell him. I will marry you. Oh, why are you so Christina and Harry going to marry me? I'm not. But why are you saying it? Do you want to marry Christina? No. Yes. No, no. Yes. 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 Well, I will marry you. No. 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 Yes. Ha <laughs> ha 
yelling at each other, period. You shouldn't yell at her either when she says she's going to marry you. <laughs> looks like that. It's two, it's just an example of two people that are angry with each other. And the guy's trying to go, I'm not scared of you. We've had this. We've had that. I want to introduce to you a couple that you can possibly relate to. And here they are. I want to introduce to you Mr. and Mrs. Mug. My daughter designed them. She said, this one looks like Steve Burns. But I said, no, he's Mr. Mug. And when Mr. Mr. Mug, when they, Mr. Mug and Mrs. Mug, when they first met each other, they were very careful. Hello. Hey, how you doing? How are you? And they would talk for hours and draw each other out. And he's like, oh, that sounds really, really hard. He was good. He wasn't trying to fix the nail in her head. And they were doing great. And they were doing awesome. And as time went by, they got really closer to each other. And then one day, they had a bump. She says, you bumped me. <laughs> you bumped me. All I said was take out the trash. And they bumped. And they would go along and they would bump. And stuff would come out. Stuff that was already in there that they brought into their relationship. But it only came out when they popped. When they were doing just fine, all that good stuff and bad stuff was in there. But when they popped, it comes out. You know, when you fight with your wife or your husband, and you're in the midst of this, there's some crazy things that come out. You bump me, you bump bugger, you're a mug bumper, you're a mug. Because you come into your relationship with things already inside, good and bad. And then when you bump up your bump against your most intimate partner, it comes out. Like Jesus says, the good man brings out good things stored up in his heart. And there's some good things at first. You were very loving and thoughtful, and you you saw the nail in your head, you said, I know you're snagging all those sweaters, it must be really, really hard. You do you were doing good. But then when you bumped, when she asked you to get the trash, clean your room, brush your teeth, sound like your mother. 
And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For for the overflow, for out of the overflow of his heart, out of the overflow of the heart, his mouth speaks. This is what's in there. And when they bump, it comes out. What's in your heart? But it only comes out when you start bumping. And you say things that are mean and rude and divisive to each other. It's the challenge. So my first point, and I wrote it in pink for the sisters. There is stuff in us. There's just stuff in us. And love relationships bring it out faster than anything else. We don't get this way with people like the mailman, the police officer, sometimes. But mostly it's our love relationship and it comes out so fast. And it may be good. Sometimes it's bad. But it's going to come out. And it comes out when you're bumped. And the scary thing is, we don't know what's in there. Till you bump. Sometimes bumping's good because it kind of gets you to talk about what's in there. And what most likely we do when we bump is we blame the other person. We blame them. Hey, you bumped me. I didn't bump you. We always do that. All she said was, can you take out the trash? The trash can's full. Can you do this? Can you do that? Our only hope is to know what's in us. And own that. So that brings us to a a verse in the Bible. Written by a very wise man, Solomon. He writes in Proverbs 4, verse 23. He was above all else. In other words, you know, the wisest man on the earth wrote this. At the top of your list, as you plan to stay in love. Here's the most important thing you can do. Guard your heart. For it is the wellspring of life. To guard your heart. Guarding means you're figuring out what's in there. You know what you're guarding. A lot of you know what we're guarding. We know it's bad, but we don't do anything about it. And then from a past relationship, we, we, we fall in love again to a new relationship, but we still have that stuff in there. You have the way your dad treated you, your mom treated you, whether they were divorced, or they got separated, or your parents passed away and they were young. It's all in there. And it only comes out when you bump. My second point is, most of us pay no attention to the condition of our hearts. Instead, we enjoy monitoring our partner's behavior. Everyone at some point thinks, if I can just get her or him to behave a certain way, I'll be happy. Translation, my happiness depends on the way you behave. Partly true, partly false. The condition of your heart also is in play. And that's important. You know, you ever create strategies to, 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 to modify your spouse's behavior? You know, I try to do that sometimes. You know, when Karen, I want Karen to be happy and in a good mood because I say, I want, I want to, I want to have a romantic evening. What can I do to make Karen's machine? In case she comes home and she's, I know, I'll clean the kitchen, and I start doing stuff. When she Karen comes home, she's like, the house is clean. 
I love you. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly what I want to. If I don't clean the house, then something else happens. It's normal for us to want to manipulate our spouses, our girlfriends, our boyfriends' behavior. We do it with one thing in mind. I want her happiness, my happiness with her or him depends on they behave. Behavior is a big part of that because we covered that uh, in, in, uh, in, in the last week. You know, you got to make your partner more valuable than yourself. Before that, we talked about you have to mutually submit to each other. We talked about a lot of the principles, the secret sauce to staying married. And in this scripture right here, the heart of the righteous weighs its answers. You think about them. Because when you bump, weigh your answer. Well, that activated something right there, boy. I could say some crazy things right now. I'm going to weigh my answer. But the mouth of the wicked just gushes to folly. There's no control. I'm going to let it out! I saw my dad do it, and he was real good at it! And we let it out. We let it rip. We swing for the fences. And hoping that our burst is going to intimidate our partner, partner like that boy said, ah! and she said, I'm not scared of you. We hope that our burst is going to submit our partners into subjection and to our authority. And it doesn't work. You cause more pain and more heartache. A lot of times, we just don't think about how to respond. But I'm going to teach you something. Your ability to feel loved, accepted, respected, and cared for has as much to do with the condition of your heart as it does with the behavior of your spouse. It's both. It's not right to manipulate a behavior. But we do it anyway. If I get angry enough, or if I give the silent treatment enough, I'm going to manipulate my partner into submitting. But really, there's really no love. You drain your love bank. And people do it all the time. I do that. And it never works. Even though I know it never works, you know what happens? It comes out. Because it's inside of me. And it comes out. Even though I know it's wrong to give the silent treatment. Even though I know it's terrible. The results are terrible. I do it anyway. Can you believe that? A lot of times I saw my dad do it. I saw my dad walk around the house and talking to no one for weeks. I thought, I'm pretty scared of dad. It's a pretty effective strategy. But I was already scared of him to begin with. But it wasn't a good strategy in his marriage. So your ability to stay in love has as much to do with the condition of your heart as the behavior of your partner. Both are important. Both. You have to know what's inside. And also, the way you behave keeps you in love. Remember what Solomon said. Above all else, guard your heart. Why? For it's the wellspring of your life. There's so much depth. It also says, the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? There's a lot of stuff, crazy stuff in your heart. And the more you're in touch with that and aware of that, the more effective and more love you'll have in your relationship. 
don't take it too lightly and be Mr. Tough Guy and says, well, I grew up in a tough home and I didn't, it didn't phase me. Oh, yes, it phased you. How we grew up in our own homes, effective, and even our past relationships, we bring that into our current relationship. We do that. So my last point is, you have to name and confess. Here's what I mean by that. There's stuff in your heart that you said, you know, we always, we've heard this popular saying, think before you speak. How about think about what you feel before you speak? Ask yourself this question. What am I feeling? When, I, when I'm upset or you're upset with your spouse, I'm mad at Karen, what am I feeling? Usually my first feeling is anger. But if I were to slow down and think, I don't just jump to anger. Actually, I was hurt by something that made me angry. I just got to anger. I've been in the habit of getting angry so fast where I forget that I was even hurt. So I think my first thing is, I'm angry. Well, I'm hurt because of something that made me angry. And I mean, I've been in the habit of that my whole life. So my reaction is usually an angry outburst versus, wait a minute, what am I feeling? I know what it is. I'm feeling disrespected. I'm feeling unloved. I'm feeling embarrassed. I'm feeling left out. I'm feeling unappreciated. I'm feeling unlovable. I feel like a failure. I feel old. I went swimming yesterday and I couldn't get the water out of my ear for like five hours. And all I went down was eight feet in pressurized water and it, I felt old. Sometimes I feel stupid. Sometimes I just feel lonely. Sometimes I'm jealous. But we've got to say it. We've got to get it out. God says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Confess it. You know who you want to tell it to? The person you're in love with, you're married to. Tell them, this is what I'm feeling. I'm just feeling unappreciated. I'm feeling overwhelmed. A lot of times we don't do that. We act all crazy and different. We act like we're quiet, we're rude, we're sharp, we're curt, we're doing all, and all, all that the partner needs a secret sauce is tell them what's going on. To invite them into the condition of your heart. Invite them, and there's understanding. And then the, the spouse can say, Man, that sounds really, really hard. Right? Bringing it out in the open gives you insight into the source of your heart. It's not always your partner's fault. Sometimes it's just what's in our heart. And when you bring your emotions into the light, you start giving up those excuses of why you're behaving this way. Because we find all kinds of good excuses. But what about telling your partner, hey, this is what's inside my heart. This is what I'm I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling like no one loves me. I'm feeling uncared about. I'm feeling like we haven't gone on a date in six months. Whatever it is. And when it's appropriate, tell Mr. Mark. Guys, tell Mrs. Mark. She likes to talk about that stuff too. When you get all gushy and stuff, she's like, oh, I love you. <laughs> Guys, we're like the fawns, huh? We can barely say I'm so... Oh, 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 oh
I feel unappreciated. That's it. It's okay. It's okay. Come back. Uh, hug. Hug. The hardest thing for me in my marriage is when I'm vulnerable is to, is to feel like Karen's arm around me. It, it feels so almost... I can't, it's not a good feeling. I'm not used to being encouraged or being... Uh, it's going to be okay. In fact, I just kind of stand there like a statue. I don't even know how to react to her. I'm like, she's like, it's okay. I'm so glad you got open. And I'm like, uh, this is awkward. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I'm just... Uh, and that's I'm like, I'm just trying to wiggle her off my arm. It's okay. I'll be fine. Just, I said it, you know. A lot of times, I, I'm still learning how to react to getting open. And my wife's going, oh, it's amazing. I'm like, you're wetting my shoulder. Or, I wish you wouldn't do that. Just make me dinner and I'll be happy, you know. Healthy people don't do or say things intentionally to hurt their partner. That's a healthy relationship. When they discover what's inside, they discover mutual submission. They discover that honoring each other above itself. When they discover these things, they start treating each other as if they're in love. That's how they, That's the secret. Those are the principles that God gives us. Why does He give us those principles? Because He made us. He made you a certain way. He made Him a certain way. Okay? We like facts and information. They like to talk about the heart all the time. Give her a fact. I feel like we have not had intimate relationships in over a month. Give her a fact. Give her a fact. I'm sorry I've been withholding because I've been mad at you. And the God talks specifically about that and don't do that in marriage. But yet we do it. And if we were just to turn to each other and tell each other what's inside, you feel that love again. And your relationship grows stronger. <clears throat> Mr. and Mrs. Muck, apply your heart to instruction. Make your heart obey the instructions that we put out in the Scriptures. You've got to apply your heart. You just can't go to a Sunday sermon and hear this going, that was awesome, that was emotional. Leave the door and just, and just be the same. People do that every Sunday morning. They hear a great lesson, they leave, and they don't apply it. He says, apply to your heart instructions. Apply it. Apply your heart to instruction. And your ears to the words of knowledge. Your ability to stay in love has much to do with the condition of your heart as it does the behavior of your partner. Do you want to stay in love? Do you want to stay in love? Guard your heart. What do you need to name and confess to your spouse today? Over lunch? Over dinner? Over a TV show? Whatever. During the commercial break? Fine. Get it out there. What's lurking that needs to be exposed to life? There are some things lurking in your heart that's been there. It's the reason why you've been fighting, but she doesn't know it. 
And here's a secret to how to tell you. Always use the word I. Never use the word you. Here's what you does. You, you didn't love me. And you will remain that way. For or, I feel unloved. Oh. You are doing a terrible job with the children. Or, I think, I feel like we can be doing more with the kids spiritually. Oh, what do you mean? Have a family Devo. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's go do that. Or, Mr. Mudd says to Mrs. Mudd, I feel like I want to spend some alone time with you. I feel like our life has been very busy. Can we spend some time alone? Versus, you don't have time for me! You're always on Facebook! You're always on this! You're on Twitter! What's going on? You don't love me! Man, why did I get married? <laughs> Big difference. I would like to spend some time with you. I would like time to encourage you. What's lurking that needs to be exposed? What's in your heart that your partner needs to know? And lastly, is there something you need to talk over with your partner? And maybe you're scared. Because the last time you tried it, something came out of her. Whoa, or him. Whoa. When appropriate, choose the right time. Pray and tell them. It's the secret sauce to stay in love. Because your condition of your heart is important. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything flows from that. It flows from your heart. Mutual submission. Valuing others. These are some of the things that we're going we're to keep discussing throughout the year. But I wanted to put it in a series for you so you can apply it to your marriages. Next week is our final installment of Staying in Love. If you know someone, we want you to bring them to service. So they can kind of get some of the principles to help and sometimes save their marriage. Thank you and have a great afternoon.